Most of the poor people in this church spoke only Tagalog. I speak English, sir. You don't need a translator. Good, I said, smiling. Do you attend this church? No. Actually, I was waiting for a bus, and one of the young men invited me to come in. When I saw on the flyer that you were an American and that you would be praying for the sick, I decided to catch a later bus. Well, great. What would you like for God to do for you tonight? She unwrapped a red silk scarf from around her neck, revealing a huge goiter. I tried not to stare. The Filipinos on either side of her looked away. It was large and ugly. This thing, she said, is choking me. I feel like I can't swallow or breathe properly. The doctors want to operate soon, but I'm too afraid. I would like you to pray for me. I did my best. I prayed fervently. There were no immediate results. However, I had learned from experience that when people hear testimonies of healing or see others healed, they often find it easier to reach out to God for their own needs. So I told her, please, just stay here and pray by yourself for a few minutes. As you watch God heal other people, your faith will increase. Then I moved down the line of patiently waiting people. We saw a number of people healed of injuries and pains and problems of various kinds. When I reached the end of the healing line, I looked back and saw her still standing there. I went to speak with her. Has there been any change, I asked. She felt the scarf around her neck. Looking very disappointed, she shook her head no. Look, I said, I forgot to ask you. Are you a believer in Christ? Do you know him? She confessed that she was, in fact, a nominal, non-practicing Catholic. I shared the gospel with her, and she gladly prayed to give her life to God and to receive his Son as her Savior and Lord. Okay, I said, that's the most important thing that could have happened tonight. You have entered into eternal life. She smiled at that. The look on her face told me that she knew that what I was saying was true. My heart went out to her. Ma'am, can you come back again tomorrow? Yes, she said. I take the same bus home every night. It picks me up just across the street. I can always get a later bus. Okay, then. Come tomorrow. We'll pray again. I watched her small figure go out into the rain. The next night, she was there. We prayed, and nothing happened. The next night, she was there again. Tuesday through Saturday, five nights, she came. On the final evening, I prayed quickly for her and moved to the other waiting people. A long line of expectant and hopeful people stretched from one side of the church to the other. I encouraged them not to wait for me, but to pray for themselves and to pray for one another. Men and women from the congregation were helping us to pray. It was quite noisy, as many enthusiastic, believing people were calling out to God. Suddenly, there was a commotion at the far end of the line, and the shouting there broke through the general din. June Evangelio, the Filipino pastor, and I quickly went to see what was going on. As we approached the far end of the platform, we saw a knot of people jumping, dancing, and shouting. We tried to make out what they were saying. Finally, one man broke away from the group and came to us. He cried excitedly, she can hear! She can hear! I noticed the people were gathered around a young lady in a green dress. June and I worked our way into the group. June was smiling broadly, as if he now understood. I was still puzzled. He spoke in Tagalog to the people around the young lady and finally turned to me. Pastor Don, he said, this is so wonderful. This woman is the daughter of a family in my church. They usually don't bring her. She's 23 years old. She was born deaf and mute. She has never heard a sound or spoken a word. Now she seems to hear everything. Her family said Jesus to her, and she repeated it back to them. Her first spoken word ever was Jesus. Isn't this wonderful? It really was. Still, I was puzzled. 
June, then why is she crying and holding her head? Pastor Don, she can't stand all the noise. She's never heard a thing before. It's too much, too much. June could hardly contain himself. I had seen some great things before, but this really was wonderful. A deaf mute healed right before my eyes, just like in the New Testament. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw one person who was not caught up in the excitement. It was the lady with the red scarf. Leaving June in the happy crowd, I went to console her. She looked up at me. Mascara was running down her face. Look, Pastor, look. She held up one end of the scarf in each hand, exposing her neck. It was gone. The goiter was completely gone. Oh, what a night. It was like heaven on earth. We celebrated. We hugged. We danced with joy. We went out for pizza. I wished that that night in the ghetto of Calocan City would never end. But they had to go home to their shacks, and I had to go back to the five-star hotel. What a crazy world.